Good evening, and thank you for checking in to the Uncanny Inn. Tonight you will experience Room 2, which hosts two stories. The first is by Reddit user Sam Haysom. You can find more of his work at samhaysom.com. That's S-A-M-H-A-Y-S-O-M. The following story will be one of my own, called The Real. Dad! Dad! I saw a zombie. I was in the kitchen making tea when my little girl came rushing in. She ran through the back door so fast she almost tripped up a step. I poured boiling water from the kettle into a mug, hardly looking up. Oh yeah? Yeah, I did. Its face was all pale and messed up. It was gross, Dad. I put the kettle back and picked up the milk, sighed inwardly. I really had to be more careful about what I watched on TV in the evening. Rosie had a habit of sneaking downstairs in the night, and last week she caught me watching The Walking Dead, of all things. She's had zombies on the brain ever since. I keep telling her they're not real, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. Sweetheart, what did we say about zombies? I scooped the tea bag out of the mug and dumped it in the bin. You know, if you keep talking about them, Daddy's gonna get in trouble with Mommy again. Yeah, but I saw one. I know, darling, but I already checked the back garden twice yesterday, and I can promise you it's a zombie-free zone. No, not in the back garden. Hmm. I didn't see it in the back garden. I had the mug half raised to my lips, but now I put it down again. I turned to look at Rosie. Her hair was windswept, and her little cheeks were red as if she'd been running. Sweetheart? I put my best, stern, dad's-not-happy voice. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to be honest with me. Have you been playing along the path out back again? I didn't really need to ask the question, because I already knew the answer. Rosie is allowed to play in the garden on her own, and sometimes, if she asks us permission first, we let her ride her bike along the path at the back of our house. The one that runs past all the neighbors' back gardens, but that's all we allow her to do. This area is pretty safe, but these days you can never be too careful. There was a burglary a couple of roads over a few months back. And last year, someone was mugged on the high street. Several years ago, a few towns over, a little boy even went missing. That was quite a long way from here, of course, but it made national news for a few days until the search fizzled out. And it made a lot of parents more cautious. Rosie's getting older now, and she's an adventurous girl, but still, you have to have boundaries. And on a few occasions lately, Rosie's been crossing those boundaries, riding her bike further than she should, not coming in straight away when we call her, sneaking out the back gate when she's only meant to be playing in the garden. As I watched Rosie now, I noticed her face growing redder. She looked away from me, down at the kitchen floor, and scuffed her feet. Dad, I only went a little way down, she said. I promise. I was chatting to Mr. Henderson because I saw him in his back garden. I said hello and made him jump. I sighed. There it was. Mr. Henderson was Rosie's zombie. Yesterday it was the postman, and the day before it was a different neighbor. I took a sip of tea and shook my head. Mr. Henderson was, in fairness, a better candidate than the others. The guy lives on his own and he looks about a hundred years old. Moles all over his face, skin like a deflated balloon. Whenever we chatted over the garden fence before, though, he'd always seemed nice enough. Just a bit lonely. I couldn't have Rosie going around calling him a zombie. Listen to me, sweetheart. 
I know you didn't go far or anything, but I don't want you. I came right back too, Dad, Rosie interrupted. She was staring up at me, blue eyes large and pleading. I promise. And I even said no when Mr. Henderson offered me an ice cream because I know you don't like me taking stuff from strangers. I opened my mouth to respond, then paused. He offered you ice cream? Yeah, but I said no. Mr. Henderson really wanted me to come in and have one, but I told him I had to get home. And then I came straight back here to tell you I'd seen a zombie and I... Rosie was babbling now, her voice whirring like a motor. But I'd stopped listening. My mind was still stuck on something she said moments before. Mr. Henderson really wanted me to come in and have one. I took another sip of tea and frowned. That wasn't good. I don't mind the neighbors chatting to my little girl, but I didn't like the thought of them inviting her in. Not without us there. Not even if they were just kind, lonely old men. I made up my mind to go around and visit Mr. Henderson later and tell him that myself. Kindly, of course, but firmly. In the end, though, I didn't get a chance, because a few moments after I'd had the thought, Rosie said something else. Something that pushed everything else from my mind and ended any idea I might have had about going over to Mr. Henderson's house. She said something that made me feel cold. Daddy, please don't make me stop playing in the garden. I promise, I won't sneak out again. I don't want the zombie to get me. Rosie, I'm not going to stop you playing in the garden, but you have to make me a couple of promises, too. First, promise me you'll stop going around calling people zombies. Mr. Henderson may be old, but he's not of the living dead. Rosie frowned. I didn't. What do you mean you didn't? You just ran in here a moment ago calling him one. No, I didn't. Mr. Henderson's not a zombie. I saw the zombie in his house, but it wasn't him. I frowned. I had the mug raised to my lips to take another sip of tea, but now I put it back down again. What do you mean, sweetheart? You saw someone else in his house? Yeah, the zombie, Dad. I could see it pressed against his little basement window while I was talking to him. Cold fingers ran up my spine. What? Yeah, it was really scary. His face was all bashed up and bloody, and its mouth was open like it was screaming at me. But do you know what confused me most, Dad? I tried to keep my voice steady. What? Well, I didn't realize kids could be zombies too. I thought it was only grown-ups, but I guess I must have been wrong because the one in Mr. Henderson's basement looked just like a little boy. I was 14 when I began experimenting with drugs. I found so much peace when I was high, nothing else in the world mattered, and the bliss I felt was incomparable. At 17, I was introduced to a new crowd, a group of friends who were pretty much just delinquents. They were always up to some sketchy shit, and of course, I was always extended an invitation. From dope houses to petty thefts and vandalism, we did it all. It took about two years of me following my new friends around like a puppy for me to fully gain their trust. At a gathering one night, they asked me if I was ready for the real. Not taking half of the things they ever said seriously, I played along. That's when they gave me the drink and sent bottoms up. By this time, I had tried almost everything out there. A little juice was nothing. I gulped and repulsed at what I would guess is what acid tastes like. Two hours later, I didn't get what the big deal was. They laughed at me when I mentioned I must be immune. How naive I was. To be honest, ever since the contents of that drink entered my body, nothing has been the same. I admit defeat because it's cost me my sanity. Buildings I know for a fact stood strong just days before now appear abandoned. 
In near condemned condition, I would still see people shopping around, picking up questionable items, cans of beans that were in rusted leaking cans, ordering from delis with maggots coating the foods, and reaching for drinks which are now all dark and dense like tar. The second thing I noticed were the people who no longer seem very human. They're more like zombies. Their eyes hold no quality of life. They walk around and continue their daily routines like nothing is wrong. How do they not realize? Lastly are the changes I notice within myself. I can barely stand catching a glimpse of my own skin. I just end up picking craters trying to get the things that are crawling in there out. I won't go too deep into my fingernails that pus if I apply any kind of pressure on them or the scales that are randomly appearing. Nothing grants me relief. What I once gravitated towards now I completely avoid. Even something as mild as marijuana only enhances the horrors before me. There is no escape. As if that wasn't all horrible enough, I never did run into my friends again, leaving me out in the real alone. It's been three years, nine months, and two days since I've been here. If I'm ever spared, granted the gift of seeing what I had grown up seeing, I swear I will do things differently. I do not care which one of these worlds has been lying to me. I'm just ready to get the fuck out of this one. Well, that wraps up our show for today. If you have a story you'd like to submit or a creepy artwork we can feature on our Instagram page, feel free to email me at uncannyin at gmail.com. Lastly, to make sure you don't miss any future episodes, don't forget to follow. <laughs>